This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, because it is the month of November... We are going to be talking about apples. I hear that's our state fruit here in Washington. Really? Yeah. Wow, who knew? This is going to be the crunchiest episode ever, isn't it? It is. I can't wait to make crunching noises into the microphone. (laughs) Could we just have the rest of the episode be crunching noises and we'll just eat a cake? That sounds great. Okay. Okay. So. So should we... (laughs) Yes. Sorry, my voice just broke. I just hit puberty during this episode. Should we start this episode off in traditional fashion with a uh, funny Apple names quiz? I can't wait. Please. Please, I was, please. Uh, you know, we've done our, our funny tomato names and lettuce names in the past, but compared to the universe of wackiness that is Apple varieties, uh, tomatoes and lettuce can take a hike. You even sent me an email with just... Uh, the subject heading of OMG, which I, I don't think you've ever said <laughs> OMG to me before. But anyway, it was, it was o, OMG. Apple names are so funny. <laughs> okay, let's let's do this. Aunt Rachel. Uh, true. Yes. Brown snout. Oh, uh, true. Yes. Buff. <laughs> true. Yes. <laughs> Bunkum. <laughs> Say it again. Bunkum. <laughs> it's gotta be true. Yeah, it is. Okay. Cat head. False. It's real. Oh. Dr. Matthews. <laughs> False. True. Uh, early Joe. True. Yeah. <laughs> Are these all true? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't help it after I found all these great I couldn't make up anything half as funny as these real ones Bunk okay them. fine should I just read off the rest of them yeah okay uh Fanny oh Granny Winkle <laughs> that sounds like a synonym for Fanty for- oh, I mean <laughs> we're yeah we're going further and further below the belt line here you'll see uh green cheese <laughs> hollow log <laughs> We haven't even gotten to my favorite one yet. <laughs> Hunge. <laughs> what? H-U-N-G-E. Hunge. 
so fun to say. Mm. King Luscious. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Little Limber Twig. <laughs> which is which there's a large family of limber twig apples and little is just one of them <laughs> i'm crying i know um, uh, <clears throat> magnum bonum <laughs> um that was my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, uh, none of them. None of the rest is as good as Magnum Bonum. But uh, Nor- Norfolk beefing. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I love this. Uh, Summer Rambo. <laughs> Sweet Dixon. <laughs> and Tar Button. <laughs> apples i know me too i'm so glad we decided to do this episode wow yes and i'm so glad we have an an array of unusual apples here not any of the ones that i just mentioned unfortunately and i really hope to get to taste a king magnum one i mean magnum (laughs) Magnum bonum (laughs) magnum bonum whatever great that can't possibly be quoted (laughs) out of context We've got all these like fancy apples, such as you might find at your farmer's market. But at your farmer's market, you're not necessarily going to find the same varieties as ours. So I, I did want to talk briefly about like what our favorite supermarket apples are. Yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe because we live in Washington, we have more than the average uh, selection of supermarket apples. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I really like a Granny Smith apple. I really like a Granny Smith, too. And I, I particularly like Granny Smith's for cooking. Yeah, me too. For apple crisp. Um, They make a good applesauce. Indeed. I like to blend them with Golden Delicious, which I also really like as a grocery store apple. Really? I love a Golden Delicious, but I will say this. I think that they are best at sort of the the early part of their season, like I would say August into September. Wow. They're often called early golds around here. Uh, I don't know what they're called where you are, dear listener. Um, I thought you were talking to me because I'm right here. <laughs> anyway, but I do love a Golden Delicious. Um, they might be my actual all-around favorite cooking apple. I use them for tart tatin. I like to blend them with Golden Delicious for an apple crisp or... or uh... Blend it with Granny Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just said you were blending Golden Delicious with Golden Delicious. <laughs> I'm out of practice. (laughs) I like to blend Golden Delicious with anti-Golden Delicious, and it explodes. All right. You're such a boy. (laughs) That's Um, right. If it doesn't explode, the recipe fails. Anyway, uh, what else do you like from the supermarket? (laughs) I like a Magnum Bonum. Uh, I uh, well, the the Honeycrisp has has become a huge breakout hit at our supermarkets, and I assume everywhere. I mean, it's not from Washington; it's from Minnesota. It's the state apple of the state fruit of Minnesota. Really? You know that? Yeah. I feel like so. Is the Honeycrisp actually an older variety that's just been sort of brought into the limelight lately? No, it's not. I think it came. Well, it came on the market in the nineties. Okay. It was it was developed a while ago, and it takes a really long time for reasons I don't know at all for an apple to go from initial development to commercial availability. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been around for a while and just like getting more and more popular. Like. Um, 
I don't know, isn't there some celebrity who's been around for a while but like suddenly surged in popularity that I should be able to bring to mind? Betty White. Yeah, exactly. This is it, the it Betty is like, White of yes. apples. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, Everybody you know, wants a bite of Honeycrisp. Well, and I think that you could do much worse, frankly. I mean, do you remember when Red Delicious was sort of the general supermarket apple? Do you remember those sad days? Oh, you mean the dark days? Yeah, the, yeah, the, dark, the dark, days. dark ages. The dark ages. So what I was trying to say is that Honeycrisp, I think, is a great all-around eating apple. It's fabulous. And I think it's fantastic that it's more widely available now than, you know, yeah, my only times beef, in the past. My only beef with the Honeycrisp, my only beef with the Norfolk beefing, uh, my only beef with the Honeycrisp is uh, that they're often enormous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to be able to eat the whole apple at one sitting. I don't want to have to <laughs> eat the apple over the course of several weeks. But I kind of feel that way about about a lot of... I don't know, American apple growth. Like we grow <laughs> we grow us some big apples. Like we grow big boys. <laughs> and we yeah, we, do we have to grow bigger and bigger apples to feed the boys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm serious. I'm serious. Like yes. uh whenever I'm traveling anywhere else, I'm always amazed um at, at how much smaller the apples are. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So but I do agree that honey crisps are often like you need to share them with someone else. They're so big. When you travel in your travels, do you also notice that the boys are smaller? <laughs> I do actually. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> don't say Magnum Bonum. Don't say Magnum Bonum. Okay. Uh, hey, let's start by tasting the Honeycrisp. Yes, let's okay. do that. Uh, Molly just cut a slice off the side of the Honeycrisp, and the slice uh, fell directly onto the rug. Hey, I'm just gonna wipe it off. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. <clears throat> more the more fiber the better. Hey, let's see if we can capture the honey crisping. Oh yeah. I I wish this one were a little crispier. It's been sitting around for a few days at room temperature. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. You know this apple tastes like treetop apple juice to me. It does. Mhm. Mhm. The honey crisp it, it in some ways it 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 out apples the apples of our youth. Above, um, I think. I think we just might have just figured out the key to its popularity. Aside from the great crispy texture, there's nothing. The flavor doesn't tend in any particular direction. It's it's what you think of as pure apple and then some. Personally, I like my apples with a little bit more acidity, but I think we can. I we'll, do too. We'll move on to some like that in a minute. Which one should we taste next? Ne- uh, next. Um, uh. Should we do this one? Yes, let's talk about this apple. So all of my apples I bought from uh, Jersey Boys Farm, which is... um, Not in Jersey. Not in Jersey, although they are formerly from Jersey. Um, It's actually in Guernsey. (laughs) That's not uh, funny. Anyway, they are my very favorite farm for apples and also pears. I'm going to cut into this apple. This apple is called a pink pearl. It's got a yellow skin, kind of (gasps) like a golden delicious, but inside, inside, it's got this like rosy pink flesh. It's so beautiful. Shall we taste it? Please. That's amazing. It looks, isn't there a radish that looks very similar to this? Yeah, like a watermelon radish. Mm Mm-hmm. It's got some real Jolly Rancher taste to it. And there's so much flavor and acidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's both it's both super sweet and super sour. It really reminds me of a hard candy. Mm, I think that's delicious. Mm-hmm. So that's the Pink Pearl. Highly recommend it if you like um, nice tart apples. Or if you like apple Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. Or if you like the color pink. Would you describe the Jersey Boys as Jolly Ranchers? <laughs> 
<clears throat> Which one should we taste next? Um, how about this russeted one? That's going to be kind of tart. Okay. I think. How, how about, about the? How about this one? <clears throat> what What do you got there? This is another Jersey Boys apple. It's got a mustache. It's, uh, it's celebrating <laughs> Movember. It does have a mustache. Uh, the way that the stem is still attached uh, is very mustache-like. Was that in the picture? Uh, maybe. I'm not okay. sure. Anyway, this is called the King David. It is a really beautiful color. I hope you won't think this is morbid, but it's the color of blood, really. It's yeah. this beautiful, deep bluish purple. I mean, purplish red. Ooh. Whoa. Wow. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Again, tart less sweetness though and really juicy i think this one would make really excellent apple juice because mm. that's what it tastes like i think it would make great apple sauce as well yeah oh man i really like the king david Me yeah too. okay <laughs> okay well i'm glad we've established this our second to last apple today is the Carmine, which Winnie from Jersey Boys tells me is her very favorite it's apple. Got a, it's got a cool warty stem end. It does. It's, um, it is, I would say it's kind of got like kind of green undertones to the skin, but it's sort of a striated red and a little bit of yellow. Yeah. And uh, it is a cross between a Cox's Orange Pippin and a Jonathan. Okay. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Wow. That is so tart, but also so sweet and delicious. I, yeah, I find the flavor kind of similar to the King David, but it's and it's more tart. Mm-hmm. I really like that carmine. I I really like tart apples. I like the acidity. Of Me these. too. Yeah, I like tart everything. Kind of. Mm-hmm. So our last apple of this here apple tasting is the golden russet. And I love these apples. The outside, the skin kind of looks like a baked potato, <laughs> like you know a russet I mean? potato. Yeah. Is, is there anything, uh, in, in terms of flavor or texture, does the russeting tell you anything about the apple? Or is it purely a matter of appearance? Well, Matthew, if you'd like to know more about that, I think that you should <laughs> Google it. <laughs> okay, Granny Winkle. Wow, this tastes different from any russet I've ever had. Well, it's, get, it's got kind of a um, like chalky texture. It does. Not, not unpleasant. Um, but it and could, the skin has some snap to it, like a hot dog. Uh-huh. Well, skin has a certain toughness to it. I think this could be great for cooking, but I might have a difficult time eating very much of it because it's so chalky in its raw state. Yeah. But it's very floral. It sort of reminds me of toothpaste. You're mean. Great. I'll turn the recorder on. So, Molly. Uh, <laughs> so, Molly, tell me about this cake. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, some time ago, my friend Louisa Weiss, who writes the blog The Wednesday Chef, great blog, great blog. Hi, Louisa. Um, she wrote about a cake that uh, was a whole wheat butter cake with apples, and this cake is some serious business. Okay, it's to be baked in a ten-inch springform pan. I can see that it has a pound of butter, a pound of sugar. It's a pound cake. And eight eggs, and it uses, here's what's really interesting, it uses whole wheat flour, cornmeal, almond meal, and all-purpose flour. Wow. Anyway, I've been wanting to try this cake ever since she posted it, and when you and I discussed doing an apple episode, I said, Eureka. That might be the first time I've ever said Eureka. (laughs) I said, Eureka, I'm going to make this apple cake. And um, Good work, Archimedes. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, um, I made it yesterday. I tasted, um, I tasted it last night, and it is one of those cakes that really needs to rest overnight. But that said, it's pretty delicious. You want to have a lot of people around when you make this cake. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just ate half a sliver of the cake, and he's dying. Um, I did, I did eat many apples before that, and a whole big juicy bon me sandwich. A whole big, big old bon me. <laughs> Anyway, but um, this cake is really delicious. It's got a really nice sort of, um, I don't know, kind of nubbly, kind of grainy crust. If you've ever had a polenta uh, cake, it has that kind of of texture. It must be from the almond meal and the Mm cornmeal. Anyway, it's really nice. um, And uh, I used... I used one of each of the apple varieties that I brought really? today. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. It's a it's a melange. <laughs> it's a melange. Anyway, I highly recommend this apple cake, especially if you're going to a potluck or some sort of uh, you know fall some sort of event with 48 people. There. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, uh, maybe so, a New England town meeting. But. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for giving me a reason to make it, Matthew, and I hope you're going to keep some of it. I would love to keep some of it. I would love to uh, serve some to my family. It is. Uh, <laughs> why is that funny? <laughs> I thought you were going to say I would love to serve some to my entire apartment building. <laughs> to my entire varsity rugby squad. <laughs> um, okay, we should wrap the show we up. We should wrap the show up because this show is like 87 minutes long. <laughs> Um, uh, first of all, uh, we're sorry. Uh, se- <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, it's, we really got um, off the rails now. Okay. okay. Uh, before we go, please find us online, spilledmilkpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. And on Stitcher Radio, the cool app that lets you listen to all of your favorite podcasts without syncing or playing with iTunes or anything, if you do download the Stitcher app, it is free, and you should put in the code MILK, M-I-L-K, so that we get a little credit. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And until next time, uh, (laughs) thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The show that's full of bunkum. (laughs) I'm Matthew Epsterburton. (laughs) I'm Molly Weisenberg. So, Molly, tell me about this cake. <laughs> it doesn't have apples in it, does it? <laughs> I feel like I could really hurt myself on this cake. <laughs> because of the sharp corners? <laughs> because I know what's in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Is there a file in it? <laughs> Next, I baked this cake for... For a uh, inmate. Oh, in no. So wait, you I gave, hit a file in it. You, you accidentally gave the one without the file to the inmate? Oh, this isn't going to be good at all. That's what I mean by I could hurt myself on Mm -hmm. this cake. (laughs) Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 